everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Save Point Vids podcast. I'm Josh, and of course, I've got Sean and Chase here. Uh, today's going to be a little bit of a different episode uh, than we've done before. Instead of just talking about the current news and games in a general sense, we're actually going to do, for the first time, hopefully of many, a top 10 list. Um, could be top 10 consoles, top 10 villains, top 10 franchises. Um So who knows, but today's episode is actually going to be top 10 RPGs of all time. Um, So this is not uh, an objective list. It's very much subjective. Um, You know, we didn't go to Metacritic and just search, you know, the top rated RPGs in any any given category. These are a personal top 10 list. And then at the end, what we'll do is actually combine those individual lists into the definitive save point vids top 10 RPG list for your enjoyment. If all that sounds good, um, head over to youtube.com slash save point vids. Give us a thumbs up and a, uh, a subscribe or a subscription, I guess. Um, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at SavePointVids. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to get started. Um, we're going to go round robin. We'll start at 10 and then go to 1. So basically the way it's going to be scored is the top entry, the number one entry will be worth 10 points. Number two will be worth nine, so on and so forth. And then the 10th entry will be worth one point. We'll combine the scores to give you our top 10 list. Uh, so without further ado, guys, let's get started. Who wants to go first? I'll start off. And uh, first, um, since we all grew up together, obviously, since we're brothers, I'm assuming a lot of us have a few of the same games. Yeah, there's going to be, be some overlap. But still, these are probably some great games. Number 10 for me is Skies of Arcadia. And I don't know if you guys I, ever played. I, I mean, I, I think Chase... Yeah, game. I played it. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Originally Dreamcast. Uh, Almost made my top 10. Yeah. And then uh, released on the GameCube. Just a, a fun JRPG, Sky Pirate. Uh, what was his name? Vice. And, you know, his adventure that you get into. And one of the things I really liked about that game um, is like not just you didn't just have regular battles. You yeah, actually had ship battles. You had like these massive ship battles, flying ships. Your your airships could fight other airships, and I don't know. Game always stuck with me, so that's my number ten right. to start off the list. What's yours? Number ten. My number ten is Tales of Symphonia. Was that the GameCube Game, one? Yep. Game okay. Cube. Main character is Lloyd. God, that was such a long time ago. Yeah. They had a sequel, didn't they? Yeah. I heard it didn't do as good. I never played it, actually, the sequel. Mm. But, I don't know. I love the characters. I love any Tales' uh, combat system. Yeah, they got the great combat. And the story, I don't know. It really stuck with me. It was, uh... I don't really remember the story. There's this, uh, her name's Colette. Mm. She, uh, she grows up in your village and then she has to go on a journey to save the world, pretty much. You know, typical J. Sounds like every J. Every RPG. <laughs> and you have to, you know, mm-hmm. escort her, and a lot of stuff happens. <laughs> All right. So my number 10 is actually Kotor. So that's Knights of the Old Republic, the original. Um, for the younger 
viewers and listeners, you might not know, this was released, I think, first on Xbox and maybe it came to PC at the same time. Um, the original Xbox and it was developed by BioWare and it was the first game that I know of. Now, I know a bunch of PC dorks out there probably played Star Wars games before this, but it was the first Star Wars game definitely to consoles where it really captured, I think, the look and the feel of that franchise. You know, you play, I don't, you basically create your own character, but you're you're swept up in this, um, you know, in, in this great Star Wars story. You know, there was lightsabers and there were force powers and, you know, you traveled to different planets, everything that you would want, um, all backed by Bioware's, you know, at the time, great combat, you know, yeah. cutting edge tech as far as like the graphics and the pres- presentation were concerned um that was one of the first games i remember having the good and evil meter. yes it had yeah. the yeah it had the uh yeah the light and the dark side um choices that you could make which i mean that's and it seems like in every game since then um you know you had a mass effect had it and the the uh the renegade and the um paragon um so yeah, I mean, it was very innovative for its time. Like I said, it was it was definitely great to see a Western RPG have that type of you know engrossing story. Obviously, it helped to have the Star Wars license backed up with it. But uh, but yeah, definitely definitely my top ten. Number nine, Tales of Symphonia, um, which is Chase's number ten. So you know, I'm not going to go too much more into it. We'll just keep moving <laughs> yeah all right my number nine is actually a oh actually no it's your turn uh, uh, my number nine is lunar two uh, uh, yeah it's a great game yeah i love it because it's a it's not just your typical turn-based jrpg you have to a little more strategy yeah you have to was that the one with um was it working designs they had the the cool art book that came with it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Okay. yeah. I love the the art style. I love like old school two D mm-hmm. sprites. Yeah, like the cutscenes were like anime animated. style. Yeah, and then the battle system. It was. Uh, it's all dependent on uh, where your party is on the field and where the enemies mm-hmm. are. So it's not. Was just, it really? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you had to like you could you could around. Yeah, you I could move around. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't remember it making a difference, but and it's got a great soundtrack. I listened to that. Uh, we had the uh, the sound was the yeah, original soundtrack. I think it I came as that, I think it came as part of that same that working, so working, we got the working designs. Blue yeah, working complete. designs. Yeah. They're they're defunct now. They no longer exist. But they had uh, Lunar, the original Silver Star story, and then Lunar Two Eternal Blue, and. They had some Those other... were released on the Sega. We had the we got the one that was released uh, released on PlayStation. It was the Eternal Blue Complete. Right. That had the came with the the big thick instruction booklet. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. The instruction uh, booklet slash the, book. Yeah. Official yeah. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I miss instruction booklets, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different time. <laughs> Number nine for me is The Witcher Three. Um, this game. Full disclosure, I never beat it. I played probably 40 hours of it and never got out of the first act or the first chapter. Yeah, I just, played a lot of it and it was just, there's too much to do. I was overwhelmed. <laughs> there's a lot to do in that game. It's, for me, that has a certain OCD about trying to like 
you know, like when you play like Assassin's Creed or Far Cry. You try to 100%. Yeah, and you, and you yeah. like, you check off every box in like a certain area of the map. Like you do all the side quests. It's like everything you do, two more things. Yes, it, it was, it, it started to become so overwhelming. That's why I never finished it. However, the 40 hours that I did spend with it, it was great. I mean, obviously, you know, CD Projekt Red, that's the game that put them on the map. You know, obviously they came out with the first two Witcher games, which were... I never played the first two, and that's that all... That's two all that I did play. That's also a reason why I stopped playing the third one, because the story, I was it was hard to follow, because I felt like yeah. there was a lot of backstory I was missing, and yeah. I didn't quite understand. It, it was just the it, world. It was one of those war. games where you, you could... I mean, just like a a Skyrim or a Elder Scrolls or, you know, uh, not a, what's the other one they do or a Fallout. Um, you know, you can kind of just point in a direction and, and keep walking right. as, as far as you want and see what you find. Um, but it was, I mean, it's what puts CD Projekt Red on the map. Obviously that's one of the reasons I think that everybody's so hyped for Cyberpunk is that they built that pedigree Oh, yeah. Off of The Witcher 3. You know, if The Witcher 3 didn't blow up the way it did, I don't think Cyberpunk would get nearly the positive buzz. Not to say that it wouldn't be a good game anyway, but I don't think it would be hyped up as much as it has been recently. It doesn't um, hurt that Keanu Reeves is in it. And Keanu Reeves. Everybody loves Keanu Reeves. He's so cool. <laughs> He's a nice guy. But yeah, that's my number nine. All right. All right. Number eight. Eight. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's another game that is really overwhelming because uh it's it was this first this was ps2 right ps2 yeah, it was yeah. the first like 3d dragon, dragon quest. quest game uh i remember just building up for like tens of hours oh, and then getting and like spending all my money on the latest weapons and then going to like the next island or whatever next and then, town and they have <laughs> all brand new weapons you have to do it all over again yep that was the grind that's it, how they got you it was a bad grind <laughs> it's and a good like, way in like in like in most jrpgs like there's you'll, no you'll, hand holding you, you'll game. grind and then you can like buy all the latest weapons and equipment and then you're set for like you know at least like three four towns <laughs> yeah. but this one is like literally you'll you'll go you'll grind you'll get the weapons and equipment after grinding for like hours mm-hmm. and then like a couple hours later you'll get to a new town it's very, and yeah. everything's all brand new and you have to do it all over it's again. very uh, old school in that approach yeah. and that it's it reminds me a lot of like Final Fantasy and uh-huh. the original Dragon Warrior over here was Dragon Warrior back on the NES. But yeah, you you would grind. I mean, that's how they padded the the playtime. Right. You would grind just enough to get to the, through the next town or the next dungeon. And then if you tried to go to the one after that without upgrading, you would just get your teeth kicked in. Yeah. And then you would have to spend the next you know hour, two hours, three hours grinding. To, and it was just a big loop. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, when it comes to that, I'm like a, a kid in a candy store. It's like if I see a new <laughs> weapon or something, I have to get it. Yeah. Like I can't skip it. And the, yeah, man, it's just one of the things is like those graphics, the way they did it, they still holds up to this day. So it's, it's very cel shaded. Yeah. The, those cel shaded games, like from the PS2 era, mm-hmm. they still really hold up. And like uh, Dragon Wind Quest Wind always Waker, has a, a great soundtrack. Yeah. That's still a beautiful game. Yeah. So it's my number eight. How about you? Oh, my number eight is Fallout 3. 
It's a good one. I love the Fallout games. I never played New Vegas, unfortunately, which I heard was also a great game, which is why Fallout 3 is on my list and New Vegas isn't. But just that world and... That was another that was another game that I played not as much as The Witcher, but I probably sunk 25, 20, 25 hours on it. And I couldn't tell you the first thing about the story. It was one of those where I just you would again you would just pick a direction, you would walk in it. Yeah. And then see if you come off come across any side quests or see if there was like a you know, like Fallout's three's version of a dungeon, you know, like you go like underground into the subway or you would just find like an abandoned building that mm-hmm. would turn into like a its own separate thing. Um but yeah, I mean if that's if that's the type of game you want where you're just you know exploring exploring you just love to explore and you're not necessarily because I don't think I mean Witcher maybe but for me the Elder Scrolls games and the Fallout games were never about the story no it's it's about it's the about sense, the world it's about the sense of explore, exploration yeah. yeah so all right number eight for me is final fantasy tactics specifically the war of the lions which originally came out on psp now the the original on playstation i 99 sure we had or we at least maybe yeah, rented we, we okay what i remember about that one is the it was like like brutal in its difficulty. Yeah, I never could be it because you would spend you I mean you could spend you would have to grind a little bit, but you could spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes setting up your party. And then the battles themselves could take, depending on how deep you were into the game, up to an hour or more. Yeah. And there's no mid-battle save. So if you lost, you I mean <laughs> yeah. you were kicked, you, I mean you lost an hour and a half of your time. I remember there was this one boss in the later chapters. I saved right before I entered the town to fight him. And uh, no, I tried every different class combination. <laughs> and it was a, like a two-stage battle. So you'd get your party for the first battle. You beat that. And then it's just the main character and the boss for the second part. Mm-hmm. And I would get stuck on that and I'd die. And where I saved it was I couldn't go back and build up. Mm-hmm. So I was stuck You're, there. Yeah. And so I had to... You gotta have those <laughs> multiple save files because <laughs> I was stuck. I tried at least a dozen different setups and I still couldn't beat the second part where it was just one on one. That sucks, but yeah, I mean, specifically, like I said, the War of the Lions only because there was expanded story content. They cleaned up, not that it mattered to me. I like how they converted uh, a lot of the conversations and mm-hmm. stuff into actual cutscenes, yes, yeah, and um. It didn't, I mean, I, I noticed it, but I don't think I was really cognizant of it when we played it originally, because I think it came out in 98. I think it was after Final Fantasy was, 7. Yeah, it, it was like a year. It was after Final Fantasy probably, 7, because Cloud's yeah. one of the hidden characters yeah. you can get. So maybe, maybe, yeah, at some, at some point in 98, um, you know, at that point I would have been 11. So I don't think that, but I don't think that it was something that I was aware of, but the translation going back, if you go back and play the original now is really bad. Is it? Yeah. And so they, they really cleaned it up and retranslated it and, and did everything with the war of the lions. So that's kind of like the, the definitive addition. If you're going to play that game. All right. Number seven, seven chrono trigger. Um, 
Um, what can I say about Chrono Trigger that hasn't been said a million times? This is like nothing. It's a great one game. of the most perfect RPGs that you could play. Uh, I think I last played it on. What, did we have it on the? What was it? The D? Did they yeah. have it on the DS? Yeah, it was it a re-release on the, the DS. Was it the GBA? No, it was a re-release on the DS. Yeah, that was the last time I played it, and it's a great game. Um, My hot take. Vastly overrated. <laughs> that, I mean, it's a good game, but it's, to call it like to call it like the one of I mean, people say it's like one of the top three games, one top top five games of all time. Like that's I wouldn't put it that far. Right? Right. But it's definitely one talking, of the greatest RPGs of all time. I still think in the top ten. Yeah, top ten for sure. But it's still great story. It's still like super overrated. Great combat. Hot take for me is that. It's not uh, that much better than Chrono Cross. I like Chrono I, Cross. I love Chrono I almost Cross. put Chrono Cross on the list. And Chrono Cross, where I could understand somebody thinking Chrono Trigger is a little overrated, I always think Chrono Cross is very underrated. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah. Damn. <laughs> I might have to switch it to Chrono Cross. <laughs> but right. no, I'm going to stick with Chrono Trigger. All right, Chase, what's your number seven? My number seven is the first Fable. Fable one. I love the the infamous Peter Molyneux and his. That was his prime. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember all the promises that were made in that game? Yeah, I was going to say, even despite all the broken promises, I still love that game. I remember, I don't know if it was, it must have been a GamePro or maybe an EGM or something. And it was like in the preview. It was like you can plant the seed of a tree, tree and, and then, then it'll grow you up. You come like back, yeah. Thing. You come back years later in game, and yeah. it'll it'll still be there. I don't even got that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna pull that out on the Xbox. But it was a cool uh, thought. It was it was it's a very I remember that game. We had it on Xbox, mm-hmm. and it was it was definitely fun. Again, I couldn't tell you what the story was about, but. I remember the combat was very, it was an action RPG. Yeah. It wasn't turn-based or anything like that. I remember that. Well, what sticks out to me the most is the, um, like the style. The in world, the world. It's, it's like whimsical. Yes. It's like very old English. Mm-hmm. At least the first one was like, cause, uh, I think the second and third one was moving more towards like the gunpowder. Yeah, era. they did. They did. Yeah. They did. And the first one was more like medieval mm-hmm. fantasy, high fantasy type stuff, which I I like more than the other style. It was uh, it was a good game, and I I I think it's only a matter of time. If you watched our E three coverage, I think it's only a matter of time before that game gets rebooted. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure. I think they're is, working is on Lionhead. They didn't close Lionhead, did they? Is that Lionhead's closed? Yeah, they, they did close it. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, if they shifted over to either a third-party developer and just you know make no, exclusive first-party first Microsoft. First well, I'm party. saying like, oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say like if they hire like an outside studio um, to just make it exclusively for Microsoft. Yeah. I thought they were doing it in-house. Or if they, wrong. or they, you know, they yeah put it, you know, a team together. I think it's only a matter of time because really, when you think about it. They don't really have Microsoft really doesn't have like an RPG in mm-hmm. the first party. You know, they have the racing game and they have the you know, they first have their first shooters, person shooter. Person yeah. Shooters. So they've got all that. They just I think it would be a big benefit yeah. to them to to have an RPG um in their stable. 
My number seven is Chrono Cross. Oh, interesting. This game, like you said, I think you put it perfectly. I think it is vastly underrated. Um, I love the combat system, the percentages. The combat system was great. You had the elements, um, you know. The field effects. Yeah, the field effects. You had like, it was basically all of your turns were based on the amount of, I don't remember what they were called. But basically, the um, action points or the ability points that you had, yeah, yeah, and you could string together different combos. So if you just wanted to, let's say you had six points, a heavy attack was three, you could do two threes, or you could do six light attacks, right. and you could just mix up the the combat however you wanted. And then you had yeah your your element your elements that you could add in. Um, I remember it being one of the first that I remember. Where if you were what you were talking about with Final Fantasy Tactics, where if you realized you were outmatched in a boss battle, even in the boss battles, you could run away mm-hmm. and you could go back and regroup and then try again. Um, the I mean, the story was great. It, it it's I mean, I like how I had like branching paths to branching. Yeah. Like one of the first like yeah. uh, decisions is like. Uh, you can have some characters that you can uh, recruit, and mm-hmm. then if you get them, then you lose access to a bunch yeah, of different story characters. changes yeah. for a little time. And so it was, it was very cool. Yeah, there were different, there were basically parallel dimensions where you play as this kid, Surge, where you and the other, one of the other main characters, I think she's on the, the cover of the game, the original game, Kid, um, you basically get sucked into a parallel dimension that looks almost like yours, except in that world, spoilers for a 20-year-old game, you died. Spoilers for like 20 and, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you got 20 yeah. minutes into the game. Um, but it was very cool. And then you kind of, at some point during the game, you have the ability to travel back and forth between the dimensions and basically figure out what happened. Um, and then like spoilers partway through the game you stop controlling surge you control somebody else and that was a yes. big twist yeah i remember that yeah so i mean chrono cross it's a great game vastly underrated better than chrono trigger that's and also another game that with a great soundtrack yes i love yes. Sa- like video game soundtracks um and that one's one of the best ones so on to number six i won't go too far into it since it's already been mentioned but fable for the xbox uh it's great, great nostalgia time for Fable. So we'll go on. My number six is Legend of Dragoon for the original PlayStation. I love that game. Legend of Dragoon. Never beat yeah. it. Though. I feel like it's very underrated because it came out a little bit after Final Fantasy VII and all the hype around yeah. Final Fantasy VII. So this was overlooked and it had one similar <laughs> plot aspect. Right. And so people made it seem like it was a ripoff, but it really isn't. It's completely it has, different. It has its own... Style. Has its own style, its own story to tell that isn't the similar to seven. Combat system, so yeah, good. The, that's all I was going to get to the the additions. Yeah, the, the top uh, presses. I got to the, and I kid you not, I got to the very final boss in that game, and I could not beat him. And I, I never saw the ending. I still to this day don't know how it ends. Like I at this point I don't remember what it's about. I think I got but, the farthest I got was like the beginning of the because it was discs. it was four discs, and I remember that was a big deal. Um, yeah, in each character, you knew which character was going to join your party because they were all brightly. It was like Power Rangers. <laughs> like you, I don't remember the guys. They all, the main they characters each have like a certain color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the main character was red. 
you had like a I remember it was like a karate master or something he was, he was purple. purple and then yeah so it, had, uh, when you walked into like a new town and then you saw like everybody else is wearing brown and then you have this guy wearing like bright green you knew that he was the one to join yeah. the party <laughs> yeah but I love the battle system it, it keeps you engaged yeah. sometimes in like other JRPGs turn based you're just mashing the X for attack yeah. and then waiting for your turn and pressing mm-hmm. X again but it had you know, timing and then a certain uh, certain times you had to counter mm-hmm. and if you didn't you get knocked back and your attack would end and right yeah I remember that it was uh, it was very it was a good game some of those combos were complicated man but when you pulled mm-hmm. them off it always felt really good yeah <laughs> uh, my next one number six is Final Fantasy 6 um, it's very close to being added to my list it was it was the first I'm like 99% sure that it was the first RPG that I actually finished. It originally came out on Super Nintendo. Um, it, like the story is, I mean, it's it's already been talked about a million times, but it, it was great. The big twist is that the world ends halfway through the game. And then you basically, you play as, you play as a group of resistance members against the empire, um, against this maniacal, jester clown basically (laughs) who you know he just he's just power hungry and so you know again you get to the you get to the what you originally think is the end of the game but then it turns out that the the world was actually destroyed and then you still have the whole second half to go trying to basically fix everything that went wrong in the first part um the first game where you had that i remember that you had branching paths and you had certain characters that if you didn't do certain requirements you didn't bring them into your party i mean the cast was huge yeah that oh i remember there's this there's a there's a one part in the game where you can get shadow and if you don't like mm-hmm. get him you miss him and he's yeah. gone for the, yeah, the rest of the game and mm-hmm. i missed it and i didn't realize till like an hour later <laughs> and i couldn't go back and yep. i was I went on with the game, but I wasn't happy. <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, I mean, it's it's one of the great, great top three, I think, definitively top three RPGs of all time. Not my top three, but I think... How's <laughs> <laughs> it going to say? I'm not where you're but if you ask anybody, really, like, it's, it's really, it's that influential. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just that highly regarded... I don't think it belongs up there with, or I don't think Chrono Trigger belongs up there with it, but, you know, it, those are the two games coming out of that console, specifically the, the Super NES, where, you know, those are the two games that really defined that generation. What number are we on? Number five. five. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. And the reason I put Oblivion above Skyrim is because... Skyrim was just like a beefed up, prettier Oblivion. But when Oblivion came out, it it looked so good and so much better than anything that ever came yeah. before it. Yeah. That, you know, I don't that, remember how old that I was, but I think I was maybe like 13 or Where, 14. When, was that a launch 360 game? Uh, yeah, or know. close to close, it. Around that same window. Yeah, I don't think it was a launch, the, but what? it was maybe like six months. This is after. this is when because the X. I mean, granted, the Xbox had it and the PS2 had it, but this was the 360 when it launched. It was the first console that was truly like designed to be 
online. Mm-hmm. And the, the one of the big things that I remember about the game is people were still trying to figure out microtransactions. <laughs> oh god! And you had, I just had never figured it yeah. out. We wouldn't be. And, and they there had, we are today. They had the. Do you guys remember the ninety nine cent horse armor? Yeah, I think it was one ninety nine. One ninety nine. It was basically like two dollars for, and it didn't do anything. It was it was, it was all cosmetic. And show your friends. Man. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. Um, I mean, granted, it's come full circle now because a lot of microtransactions now are just cosmetic. But at the time, that was like. Beth- yeah. Bethesda, they got clowned for that. I remember there were jokes. Tell all me why, like, compared to some of the microtransactions, <laughs> that actually sounds like a deal. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, uh, Oblivion, it was just the first game. I, yeah, I want to say it was like the first game where you could actually like go anywhere. The first game that I played where I felt like you could just go anywhere and do anything. I know Morrowind, I didn't really play Morrowind. I, that I was going to say, I remember Morrowind on the original Xbox. Yeah, I, I played it a little play. bit. It was too confusing at it the was time. I think I was a little too me. young to kind of get into it. But when Oblivion came out, yeah, I was hooked. I was hooked from the beginning. I probably had over 500 hours playing Oblivion. That's all I did. <laughs> and I probably had almost that much playing Skyrim, too. All right, what's your number five? My number five is Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger? You guys are fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and play. Yeah. Go back and play. It's, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Do you ever think it's hyped up for a reason? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. I just don't think it's like this, like end all be all to like. It's not. It's my it's number five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's a good game. I, I yeah, that's all I'll say. It's good. <laughs> it's fine. It's not as good as Chrono Cross, but it's fine. Uh, my number five is Mass Effect Two. So this was the one that I remember playing on 360, and I remember the first night it came out, midnight launch, and I went home and I played it all night. And then called off work the next day and played it all day. Priority. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't put the controller down. You're not a like, true gamer. Unless, you, <laughs> unless you've done that. Unless you've called off work or not gone to school. And, you know, the first one, they basically, it was, the first one was really good. But the system was a little wonky. I still think they were trying to figure that out. Basically with number two, and especially you saw that when they iterated on it and to number three, the combat system became much more of an action game and less of an actual RPG. Yeah. So with the first one, you know, the the actual damage that you did was all it was all behind the scenes, it was all stats and you know, just like in mm-hmm. any any RPG with the second one, how much damage you inflicted, but whether your 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 attack actually hit the enemy, that was more based on like a shooter, whether you, you could, could aim, if you, if you could aim, rather than your accuracy stat that you know was like in the first one. Yeah. But besides that, it was it was very cool. The story was awesome. I mean, you had you basically went on a suicide mission. Um, at the very beginning, the stakes are laid out that you know the only way to defeat. Fuck, I can't remember the name. What it was, the alien race, the the enemies, the, the, reapers. the reapers, yes, reapers, yeah. yeah. Basically, the only way to defeat the Reapers is to have the suicide mission where you take the fight to them and then you're going out to all these different planets in this galaxy and recruiting all these members for this for this one final push. And, you know, between that and, you know, the, all the side story, the side characters and their backstories that you can, you know, flesh out if you want to through like 
personal side quests to the combat to at the time the presentation we talked yeah. about it earlier but the renegade renegade and paragon system mm-hmm. i mean everything was and also you could have sex in that game yes which is everything i we all work towards I, <laughs> I think that was the first one was that the first game where it allowed you to do that? I think so. That was the first game I played, Outside at least. of San Andreas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coffee. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that game was great. Yeah. I mean, it, it Love was, Mass Effect. It's, it was, it's a fantastic game. Well, number four, right? Yep, mm-hmm. number four. Yeah. Uh, sorry, been said, but Lunar 2 Eternal Blue. PlayStation. And uh, we'll keep it moving mm-hmm. since we already talked pretty talked Seven, about it a lot. Six. So my four. number four is Final Fantasy X. I love. We need to get the remastered version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I couldn't. It was hard for me to decide between any. Final Fantasy between 6 and 12. Yeah, they're all good. But I settled on Final Fantasy 10. The story was really good. I think it has one of the best stories. Personally. I I liked how you could... uh, in, in battle, you could uh, switch party members in and out. Yeah, on the fly. I love the sphere grid system. Mm-hmm. I wish they would bring that back. Just because, I don't know. It was very... It wasn't, like, customizable, but you could kind well, of branch the, off and go... Like, in the definitive version, in the, in the, the definitive version, you can actually... They have... It's the... Shoot, what's it called? It's the sphere grid, but it's... Um, it, uh, there's an option at the very beginning when you first, before you even start the game, where it asks you if you want to play the international version, I think, mm-hmm. where you can basically start, have your starting point anywhere on the grid. So if you wanted, maybe if a you, magic if you, if you wanted Titus to be a, a white mage, mm-hmm. you could do that. And, you know, you can basically mm-hmm. switch roles around or mix and match however you wanted. It made it, I didn't do it that way. I have the definitive edition, but, um, it does make the game a lot harder because if you because you can get stuck if you're not careful with how you right you could just yeah kind of spread out right you're not really strong enough but to man, do anything the game was great I mean you know it was the first one on PS2 it's the first one with full voice acting yeah you know after <laughs> I was just thinking of the infamous ha 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 scene. Ha, scene. yes <laughs> yes the laughing scene if you don't know what we're talking about look it up on YouTube it's yeah it's a thing it's it's really it's, it's really bad the world. Uh, <laughs> It's really yeah. cool, like yeah. tropical vibes, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which I really is. It was so different from like any other Final Fantasy that ever came before. It was like the like, first Final Fantasy without a world map. Yeah, so oh, it was very, yeah. it was very. I'm not. I want to say linear in the sense like Final Fantasy 13, but yeah, you had to. It, it was it like was section by section. It was linear yeah. in its progression, but yeah. each area was wide open. Yeah, big, very, yeah. like hubs almost, but. uh if if that game had like achievements or trophies, that would have been the first game where I 100% of the game. I remember getting all of the ultimate weapons. I remember those things were hard to get. Maxing every, everybody out. You had to get the crests and the sigils. Yeah, the good crests and the sigils. I remember for which character was it? You had to dodge lightning 200 times. Kamari. Yeah, I think, was, and, uh, was his. And there was one with um, 
with Tito to get his ultimate weapon, like the either the, the chocobos. You had to do the chocobo race or whatever it was. It was timed, I remember, and I remember falling short by half a second so many times and finally getting it. Um, but yeah, the story was great. It was it was um, it was really good. I mean, it really ushered in that, and then not an RPG, but that and. Metal Gear Solid 2, I think, really showed the power of what yeah. the PS2 was going to be all about, because um, it was all within that first year or so of the of the launch of the system, um, 2000, and then 10 was, or no, 2001, and Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 10 came out. 2001 or 2002? I think it was that fall. I think that Metal Gear Solid both launched that fall. It was right around um, 9-11, actually, um, was right in that same like month or two. Uh, my number what number are we on number four four yep my number four is Persona 5 I haven't played that I haven't played it I want to but just came out within the last couple of years and that game is fantastic um, it's different in the sense that it's not like a Final Fantasy and that you're getting a group of you know people together to save the world or you know it's very grounded in i mean it's not grounded in reality i shouldn't say that because it still has to do with like a different dimension and but it you know you like go into people's hearts yeah like primarily it takes place in a high school and like tokyo and it's like the setting itself is is based in real life but yeah like you know you you go into basically other people's hearts or consciousness to you know and that their consciousness is themed around whatever their um issue is in the other dimension so for example like one of the first ones you play a or you um the dungeon is a, a or the the dungeon is actually a dungeon that the this gym teacher in the school created because he thinks he's like hot shit and he thinks he's like the king of the school and so his actual the gym teacher yeah so <laughs> that was like so his yeah. so his actual so when you go into like basically try to like break him free mm-hmm. the actual dungeon is like a a castle with a dungeon because that's what he thinks is yeah. the case of the castle yeah. and so it's stuff like that and so it's it's very it's very uh deliberate in the way that it's like laid out um the combat is very good it's i mean the thing that really stuck out to me though is, i mean it's typical is it turn-based turn-based rpg stuff i mean there are different abilities and you know obviously you can summon personas and things like that um but it's very stylish the soundtrack is very pop um like synth like heavy it's a weird mashup but it works with the vibe the it looks like a um i can't really think of anything off the top of my head but it's presented like the the actual cutscenes are anime and they're drawn out, you know, even the in-engine cutscenes are very anime inspired. The the yeah. text and the menus are all anime inspired. Like it, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very stylish in that way. And I think it, it really works for it. Um, that game, you could easily spend 120, 130 hours, yeah. you know. I've heard people play, like yeah. playing that for a ridiculous yeah, amount I mean, of time. You could play it, I don't want to say as much as a, a Fallout or a Witcher, but I mean, it, you can probably, you can easily put in 150 hours if you really wanted to but you know on top of that you know when you're not doing the main quest you have to you know build up your social links they call them so you have to like spend time with your friends and because it opens up dialogue options for you or you know stuff like that or you have to like get a job and so you know you're on the one hand you're balancing like 
the main story and, and what you're trying to do there. But on the other side, you know, you still have to be a regular high school student. So it kind of balances those two really well. Um, it's only PlayStation exclusive, I believe. But if you're able to find a way, I check it out. It's, it's really, really, really good. Number three, three, Mass Effect 2, which we already talked about. Um, I don't really got nothing to add, except there's probably two games where I felt like I just didn't want to stop. And one of them was like Half-Life 2. And Mass Effect 2 is probably the other one where I was just completely addicted to it and I just played them all day. Um, but yeah, we already talked about Mass Effect 2 a lot, so... Keep right. moving. What's your number three? My number three is Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, it's it's a lot like what we said about Oblivion. Yeah. Just, I think everything's <laughs> done. Times a hundred. Everything's done a little better. I've sunk, at the very least, a hundred hours into that game. Probably closer to 200. It's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's easy. Just, I, there's so much hundreds of hours go by very fast. I liked <laughs> Fallout. And I like The Witcher. I cannot get into the Elder Scrolls games. Really? I'm the I, same way with Fallout. I can't do it. I don't know if it's the world or what it... I, I don't know what it is, but I cannot... I think... Well, actually, no. I, I do know. Part of it is, you know, at least for me, which is kind of why The Witcher was a, a surprise for me. But my uh, what I was trying to say is... I'm very much in it for the story and the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think with those games, it's very much up to you to decide how that plays yeah. out. But I like to be like told a story and I like to have characters that are interesting. And, you know, you basically play as a blank slate, you know, and you just, you make it up, you know, in your head about, uh-huh. you know, and, and so I think that was part of it. The other part is it was just so wide open. I mean, you could do the, you know, the golden path and, you know, just go from main quest to main quest, but that's not really how those games are supposed to be played. Um, it just never clicked for me and I wish it did, but I just, I've tried, I tried with Skyrim. I remember with Elder Scroll, with Oblivion, I played more of, I bought Skyrim right around launch. I probably put eight or 10 hours into it and just never went back. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. My number three is Suikoden 2. This game is... I, I could easily make a case for this game at number one. It's that yeah. good. The first one was great. This one is just on a whole nother level. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for those that don't know, it's, you know, you, you play as a... In very typical, especially JRPG fashion, you play as a hero thrust into a, a larger conflict. Um, you know, and you... But it's not like a saving the, the world. world. It's, no, it's, it's a political... It, it, it's its very much... Uh, I don't want to say Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones, but it's very adult and, and yeah. mature in its themes. You know, it's about... And it sounds kind of hokey because all RPGs try to touch on this, but it's like friendship and betrayal. But it's you know instead it's, of saying it's done well in in a mature yes, and it's it, yeah, and it's you know you you're basically at war with another nation, and it, the conflict stays there. It doesn't expand like encompass the whole world or anything like that. It's very much in uh, a, a smaller scale conflict. Um, but it's told really well. I mean, it still holds up. The graphics do. Obviously, it's sprite-based. 
Um, but kind of what one of the big hooks is the the uh, Stars of Destiny, where you could recruit 108. 108 different characters to basically. So what you did is you you end up as part of a rebellion where, you know, at, there's a point in the story where and it was just like this with the first one and just like this with the third and the fourth and the fifth, where at some point in the story, you have to build an, an actual base of operations and to and so to build a base, you need people to run it so you need like somebody in the kitchens you need somebody in the dungeons you need somebody to make the weapons you need somebody to work the dock and so you would go out and you would have to and just like final fantasy 6 you could miss out now there were certain characters that had to be involved for the sake of the story but the vast majority of the characters were optional were optional so you'd actually have to go out and seek out and figure out how to recruit them and put them into your party um and that was half the fun it was each each character you know they had their own unique personality in the way that they, the scripts were written. Um, one of the things I loved about this game was one of the... Fantastic game. It, you recruit a chef, and then later on you get to do these Iron Chef-style battles. Yeah. And they, so they, did, they, didn't, they didn't include it in any of like the subsequent like three, four, or five, and I was always very <laughs> yeah. upset. Yeah. Because I loved that, those mini games. I can't imagine those games sold terribly well, especially the ones on PS2, but yeah, I would they're love... They're kind of obscure. I would love to see that series come back. They're like, Although, classic. Within the past couple of years, I know uh, the second one, Sweet in 2. Mm-hmm. After kind of released it on the PlayStation Store. Yeah. We it's had kind of getting like a little bit of yeah. resurgence and recognition. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was, a, cool. there was a point before it was uh, available digitally where, because we had the first two especially. Yeah. I mean, you could, the original PlayStation copies. Yeah. You could sell Sweet in 2 on eBay for hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily. And I, I, I was just like, I remember asking Leo, I was like... Do we really need this? <laughs> Turns out, yes. <laughs> but um, fantastic game. If you have, if you guys have access to uh, whether it's the original or mo- more likely digitally, I mean, it's a game that's absolutely one hundred percent worth playing. And the soundtrack, it has one of the best video yeah. game soundtracks I think in, yep. out of any game ever. Yeah, very, very, very good game. Yeah, and that's my number two. Is the same thing. Speaking of two, yeah, yep, that's my number two also. Okay, so yeah. so that's number that's uh, nine points for each. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so let's skip then since we already talked that one. Um, oh, my number two is Final Fantasy X. So, won't you know labor this point too much? It was the first one that I really. Not the first one, but it was. It was. It was the first one that was like. It really was like next gen, and I, that's easy to say because we felt that way when Final Fantasy VII first came out on PlayStation. But I think with the addition of voice acting, and you know the th- that true three D character right. models and three D environments, I think it was just like. Your mind was blown. You, you, like, you didn't even think that yeah. stuff was possible. Yeah. I mean, and in really, certain scenes, it actually had like different <laughs> facial expressions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like a, a blank slate yeah. with their right. mouth moving. Oh, another thing about ten is Blitzball. Blitz I was oh going to say God. that I forgot to bring up earlier. Yeah. That's my favorite Final Fantasy mini game. I there would be times where I like all I weeks on end, I wouldn't even play the story. I would yeah. just hop on and play Blitzball. Mm-hmm. It's like um, like underwater soccer. 
with like special abilities and right. cool if, stuff if, like if they that. made just a, a, a blitzball game, I would so get it and play it. If they made it like more in depth, because that's how fun. I know some people don't like blitzball, which I never. Yeah, I. I, I thought it was great. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, that's my favorite Final Fantasy mini game, and then of course the card games from eight and nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's number, number one picks. One, Final Fantasy nine. All right. So uh, this game is. I loved Final Fantasy seven VII and eight. Nine was probably the first one where I was like super engrossed in the characters, and. Uh, and also, I liked the tone. It was a little more... It didn't take itself very seriously. Right. It was like... There's a little more humor in it. I'm like a huge like fantasy like uh, nerd, so I like the fantasy setting um, more than the previous two games, which are more... Cyberpunk. Like steampunk type, you know, settings. Right. Uh Mini games I played. I I used to, I got like every single card for the card game. Not recently, but like when it first came out, mm-hmm. I beat it. Great game. I got it. I got the the PS4 re-release. I, oh, speaking of another other fun like four mini games times. was uh, I love Chocobo Hot and Cold. Yeah, in that game, pretty much. Oh, is that the Chocobo? And then you have yeah, to peck to get closer, and it'll right. take harder or colder, and you get treasure mm-hmm. for it. I remember that. Lots of, uh, you know, side bosses and optional stuff to do. Just like all the other Final Fantasy games. Something that I don't think any of us ever was have ever been able to do is get the Excalibur 2. <laughs> yeah. You have to reach no. the, the ending, the end of the game, the final dungeon, like halfway through the final dungeon in less than 12 hours. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't remember yeah. how they do that. I think you have to like... Open. You, you, to, you like, can open. you can open the case without turning off the console to skip the scenes in the older one. I'm sure in the digital release you can just yeah. press start to skip it or something. Yeah. Well, in the new ones, even with Final Fantasy VII, you had you could press a button and it would fast forward gameplay yeah. like three times. So you move through everything was three times as fast as normal. So in that it was probably and then you could also press another yeah. button to like max out all your stats and stuff, but. Like, I even bought Final Fantasy IX on my phone. That's how much I love it. <laughs> Good game. Great game. Yeah. It was, it was uh, yeah, fantastic game. What about you? I think everybody who knows me knows what my <laughs> number one is. It's uh, Final Fantasy VII. What can I say about this? <laughs> There's a reason they're remaking it. <laughs> I love this game. It's, it's not only my favorite RPG of all time, it's my favorite game of all time. It's like the first game I ever remember playing. It's the really? first, yeah. Jesus Christ, you're young. It's like black. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's the first Final Fantasy I ever beat on my own. Mm. And the story's great. It's it's not as developed of a game as later Final Fantasies, but I think just the nostalgia factor for me yeah. always the, keeps it at the, the top the, like of the, the list. The music, like if you just hear one soundtrack from the game, it's like instant nostalgia. Yeah. And um, what I love, like that feeling of like being in Midgar forever, mm-hmm. at least when you're a kid, yeah. it kind of felt like you're in Midgar forever. And then yeah. you kind of get, and then you get out and you realize like there's all this rest of the game to play. <laughs> yes. That's like, that was such a great feeling. Here's a, here, here's a game that goes on my, my shame list. I've never beaten it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've beaten it. 
I've gotten more times than I can even remember. I have gotten to the last areas. You know, I've I've gotten well into the. You know, originally it was a three disc game. Oh, yeah. I've gotten well into the third disc. I miss multiple disc games. I've never, never <laughs> actually finished it. I know how it ends, and I've seen you guys beat it, but I've never actually beat it myself. Actually, actually the, I, the latest time I played it, I did every single thing you could do. I, yeah, I got all the materia. Did you? I leveled everybody up to ninety nine. Yeah, beat the emerald and ruby weapon. Yeah, I hundred percented it like six months ago yeah. on my phone did you yeah i mean it's a great game like you said there's a reason they're remaking it it's 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 not the best i like you said it's not as well developed you know it's certainly graphically the original doesn't that doesn't blocks doesn't hold up <laughs> anymore but you know at the time it, it blew us away i remember seeing the original commercial where it was that opening scene it was like a sweeping shot of the camera pulling back out of midgar and you see like shinra tower like come up you know out of the corner of the screen um, it, it was a game that introduced a lot of people to RPGs. You know, RPGs were that's very, what got me into RPGs and RP, JRPGs yeah. specifically. RPGs were very niche at that point. There were tons of RPGs before yeah. Seven came out. I mean, you look at. I mean, there were six Final Fantasies before yeah. Came out. <laughs> yes. and then there was a, a handful Chrono of uh, Trigger, yeah. Chrono Trigger, Lots of big ones, but that one was Dragon took Quest it, games took it mainstream. Yeah, and it was yeah, it made it. And yeah, like, exactly. And it, took like, it took a mainstream here, like, up there with like Mario and like oh, he's one of the, he's one of the like most recognized, he's one of the most iconic characters. Yeah, you see that sword, mm-hmm. or you see his hair, hair, and you just you know where it's from. Right. Even if you've never played it, you know what it's about. Right. Um, my number one is Final Fantasy VIII. I had a I had a feeling <laughs> we all had we all had subsequent Final Fantasies as our number one. <laughs> so this I one Final Fantasy eight. So with this one, I can say without a doubt, it is it is probably objectively, it is probably the worst of the three on the PlayStation. But it is my favorite regardless. I love that. It was I. I love the junction system. I, the junction system gets a lot of hate. I always liked it. You know, it made it easy to game it because I mean, oh, you, hey, that's the funnest part. You could, you could, you you basically you're, to use magic. If you know what we're talking about, to use magic, you had to basically draw it yeah. from enemies. So and they were used like items. Like yeah. you had a certain amount that, and, and they would and so, down as you use them. But the reason it's so controversial is because it to let's say you know you had uh, Ifrit uh, as your as your summon. They called him Guardian Force. But, and then you attached, you know, fire to your strength stat. So the more skyrocket. So so if you drew, if you had more fire spells, you know, let's say you maxed out at 99, your strength would be astronomical. But if you use those fire spells, then your strength would go down. So it was a balancing act. So it was easy. It was easy to, it was easy to game it. But at the same time, it almost made you hesitant to, use magic because I, I never used magic yeah, you have to. <laughs> really and so it, you know and yeah in some some cases you could break it you could break the game because you know you, you could attach certain spells to certain uh attributes and things like that but you know i i think it was that perfect time it came out in 98 98 it was probably sure nine came out like 99 2000 was nine so it was probably 90 late 98 no it might have been early 99 early mid 99 but I, I i don't know it was that perfect time i was just going into high school i was probably in seventh maybe eighth grade and it was the story really grabbed me a lot of people don't like squall 
as a character. He was very brutish, brutish and moody and very emo. He was deep. Same with Cloud. No more or less than Cloud. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you know, um, but the the story. I mean, the story again. Objectively, it does fall apart in the third act. You know, you have this character that you've been fighting the whole time, the sorceress, Ida, and it turns out, like, they pull the rug out of under you, and she's really not the main bad guy, and it's like this time-shifting sorceress from another dimension who wants to basically compress time into one. It was very... It got off the rails very quickly, um, but despite... They kind of did that with Nine, too, because Mm -hmm. you fight Kuja at the end, and then it turns out he's not the last boss, and it's this guy named Necron. What what does he have to do with that? And so they introduce (laughs) this character that you're supposed to, like, fight and, like, care about as your enemy so far into the third act that it was it was almost pointless so I mean there are definitely some shortcomings it's not perfect um, but I'm, it's, I'm excited that they're finally re-releasing it I am super I'll pumped I'm, that I'm they not, are and I've been wanting to play it again and it's not it doesn't even look just like a straight re-release like it's like 7 you know they are now it's not like Final Fantasy 7 remake where they're completely redoing it but they're cleaning up the graphics you know, yeah. if you've looked at, you know, YouTube new videos, textures. new textures, the faces look better. It's not as blurry. You know, obviously they're up rising into 1080. Um, it's also another game that has a great soundtrack. Any Final Fantasy, yeah. really. Yeah, Nobu Uemetsu, man. He he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is my number one. So what I'm going to do, guys, I want you to fill some time. I'm going to put these, I'm going to tally these numbers up, and then we will give you our definitive top 10 RPG list. Well, I'm going to go over some games that almost made the cut, but didn't for me. One game that I I just remembered while we were putting it, which would have definitely made it on my list, but since I didn't think of it till like halfway through the list, I I didn't put it on there, would be uh, Kingdom Hearts. That definitely would be on my list. I'm upset that I, I forgot it. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 3 right now. Just be Arendelle. But some other ones that didn't quite make the list. Let's see. I got them right here. Oh, Diablo 3, which I know Diablo 2 is the one that everybody loves, but I just never played it. So I got Diablo 3 on uh, the 360 when it came, when it ported to the th- Xbox. Um, I thought we had Diablo 2 on the PC. We did, but I mean, I was... It was, I was young when when it came out, and I just didn't really get the concept of like just looting and fighting. Um, a so game, Diablo three. The game that would uh, was close to making my list was uh, Super Mario RPG Me for too. the Super Nintendo. I just beat that like a month I almost ago. put that on my list, and I I knocked it for Mass Effect. Yeah, I beat it about a month ago. We got the Super Nintendo, the mini one, and it's on there. Um. Jade Empire, another bio, old Bioware game for the Xbox. It was like, um, it's like kung fu. China, RPG. It, was like, it was like ancient China. China. Yeah, I love the world that they that they built uh, in Jade Empire. Dragon Age Inquisition, which is a little bit of a newer one, that came out maybe about a year after the PS4 and Xbox launched. And uh, I love all the Dragon Age games. I played all of them. But um, the third one, Inquisition, it really mixed the the sort of the strategy of the first one with the kind of fast-paced action of the second one. So I love that. And I, let's see. Pokemon Yellow. Oh, yeah. I was close to putting Pokemon Y 
online. I mean, it's Pokemon. Pokemon <laughs> you got to catch them all. I love Pokemon Y. It was the first fully 3D Pokemon game. Yeah. It had all the po- uh, previous Pokemon. Yeah. And it had the uh, Mega Ev- uh, Evolutions. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, are, I, you guys, I want, are you guys excited for the new one, the Switch one coming out? I am. Yeah. I love Pokemon games. Yeah, I love it's like it's it's like the 3D Pokemon games, but better. It looks right. Like, yeah. I'm sure the world's going to be even bigger. It's on an actual actual console instead of a handheld, so I'm sure everything will be bigger and better. And what else do we got here? Golden Sun, I which was a Game Boy Advance. I like the second RPG. one. More. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I beat the second one. Uh, the first one is it's your kind of your typical JRPG, but it has like uh, when you're out in the world or out in like a dungeon or a cave, there's more like Zelda style like puzzle solving type stuff, and that's some really hard puzzles in, in Golden Sun. I love how Golden Sun ends on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and then you play the second one and light spoilers uh you end up controlling like the people who you thought were the bad guys from the first one uh was there a third one yeah there's a third one i think it came on the ds yeah it was 3d yeah on the ds i didn't really play that one another one dragon quest 9 for the ds that was really good i never Uh, played dragon yeah that was like you like customize your own character you like build your own character and stuff all right so we got it Finished up. Save Point Vids Definitive. Now, there are some ties in here, so I'm only going to list off the top 10 games. It's not necessarily top 10 rated, kind of just because some games have the same amount of points. But in descending order, number 10, which is actually number 8 because we had a tie, is Skyrim. Then we had a three-way tie for Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. Then we had a two-way tie for Lunar 2 and Fable. Nice. We had Chrono Trigger coming in at number four. Number three, we have Mass Effect 2. Number two, we have Final Fantasy 10. And number one, greatest RPG of all time, Suikoden 2. Yeah, so I'm not even mad at them. Because you can easily make the case for, for that being better than any other And so RPG. there we have it, guys, the definitive top 10 list of RPGs. I wish they'd bring that franchise back. I really do too. I there, really, it's really just, do too. It's such a, a vast world with a bunch of history and lore right. that you can make games on it forever. It's kind of like a... Elder yeah. Scrolls. Yeah, Elder Scrolls or the uh, A Song of Fire and Ice, George R. Right. Martin, yep. like with the history and the world. That yeah. There's so much that you could make stories about. So... All right, so that is it. Next week, we are going to do, what do we decide? I think we're going to do first-person shooters. Top 10 first-person shooters. shooters. Ooh, that's a good distinction. Third or first? Uh, I said we just combine it. There's so many. It'd be hard, but I mean... Oh, we'll figure it out. But it's right. going to be one or the it's other. It's going to be both. one or the other. Yeah. So it's either going to be. Would Metal Gear Solid be considered a shooter? See, that's where you get. Right. Maybe we should just do first person Because shooters. you can't really make a, a a full list of just tactical espionage games. <laughs> it's like right. Red Splinter Cell. <laughs> I know. That's right. <laughs> one. So would it be considered a shooter? Because that deserves to be on the list, that franchise. All right. So before we go, though, I have something 
for you guys. We are going to end, and I don't know if this is going to be an every podcast situation, but I thought it would be fun where we are going to end with a little game of video game trivia. So best I, believe I'm taking score. <laughs> so by the time this this all this ends, we'll, we'll know. We'll see who knows more. All right. So let me pull it up here. Give me a second. You guys fill time. Um. All right. Is there is it any specific trivia or is this a general video game knowledge? Video game knowledge. All right. So I could really I could really take this. Yeah, I, <laughs> I could see thinking. myself maybe getting like one out of ten. But uh, there's certain things I know about a lot more than than others. I'm not like super knowledgeable on like publishers or like you know no. stuff like a lot of behind the scenes stuff so we'll see how we do alright where did that page go now if we had if we did like a Final Fantasy one yeah. one day as you can tell we're like huge Final Fantasy nerds which is pretty much what we grew up playing yeah you know? I grew up playing uh, JRPGs yeah that's probably why they're like my favorite I remember the first one I ever genre played. of games was uh remember when we were playing Mystic Quest and mm-hmm. he almost burnt down the house. Yes, I did. Because <laughs> we were playing Mystic Quest. It, it was before school. Yeah. Before <laughs> we, we were in grade school. We were in grade school. The whole wall and cabinet was on fire. Yeah. And we put uh, some Pop-Tarts in the toaster. <laughs> and then we, like, just set it and then forget it. Put it in a... Uh, and started playing Mystic yeah. Quest and then went to the kitchen and the <laughs> entire kitchen was like on fire. Engulfed in flames. Luckily, some <laughs> Superman fellow ran by, saw it, came in, put the fire out, and then left. left. Yeah, like a true superhero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> came in, saved us, and left, and then uh, that was it. <laughs> Where's some other? I'm trying to think of like some, like that's my earliest RPG memory. That and then like a little later on came Super Mario RPG. Um, you know what? Another good game RPG for the uh, the regular Nintendo was Crystalis. Oh yeah, that I was love a Crystalis. really good game. That was uh, I don't remember who it was made by, but it was like a top down action RPG. Right? It, it, it wasn't yeah, turn based. It was no, RPG. it was an action RPG. It was like if Zelda was an RPG. Right. See, some people consider Zelda an RPG. It's not. It doesn't have stats and stuff. That's what makes. Right. That's what makes an RPG. The Breath of the Wild does, but yeah, I never considered Zelda. It's an action adventure game. That's what I always considered it. And uh, well, when we get to adventure games, I already know what my number one prize is going to be. This sucks. I can't find the page that I had. Where do you find, you know, like when you use, is it, is it starring a website the same as bookmarking it? I sound, I like, yeah. I sound like an old person. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, because it's not Are you good. on Chrome? Yeah, like, yeah, Chrome. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then you just go to your bookmarks and it I, should be there. I swear to God, I did that and it's not. Mm-hmm. You always Google a, is it, is it? Is there like a different folder it can be in there? Ooh, bookmarks for. We're looking for bookmarks. We look like a bunch of old farts right now. We'll just cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we will. 100%. Um, Because it had it in a list. Do you even remember like what website or? No, I remember typing in Googling video game trivia. 
Maybe it's this one. Yeah, I wish they bring back Shinobi. Yeah, man. But you know, now defunct Konami. I don't know, right? Maybe they'll bring back yeah, a, a Plinko. A Plinko, Plinko <laughs> machines. <laughs> Who knew the Plinko business was so much more profitable than the video game business? I get, apparently it is. <laughs> Oi. Yeah, we're going to cut this out. All right, guys. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, so we are going to, like I said, finish off the show with a little bit of trivia. So I'm going to ask each of you guys 10 questions. Okay. You guys will need a sheet of paper uh, okay. because it, it won't be like who it's not going to be like Jeopardy. Or? No. So you just you have to know it. Oh, God. So you have to know it. <laughs> this is pressure. Yeah. All right. I don't this know how good. I'm going to do on this. I'll give you guys 10 seconds to answer number of points. And so it'll be a mix between like a regular trivia game. I don't, I'm going to like iron out the, the rules next time, but for now you just answer. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, you don't. And All then worth the same amount of points. Yep. And then we each have zero points. By <laughs> this. And then there will be a final jeopardy question where you can basically, if it's tied, do we go to lightning round? Yes. And then you can <laughs> wager the amount of points you have to try to come out on top. All right. All right. So question number one, and these aren't ascending and like difficulty. These are just 10 questions. Nintendo began as a company selling what products? Playing cards. I think you're supposed to write it down. <laughs> oh, I, I need that anyways. Okay. I, I need that anyways. So, so playing cards. You guys each get a point. <laughs> All right. How about we just don't get any points for that? <laughs> I mean, I, I really did know that one. So that's not a big deal. All right. Dr. Light, Dr. Light is the creator of which classic video game character? Dr. Light? Well, Dr. Light is a character within the game also. It's like in the, in the lore of this game. Dr. Light is the creator of which classic video game character? So it's a well-known character. Yes. I don't know. This I is just so put wrong. something down. Yeah, I only <laughs> got 10 seconds. This is so wrong. <laughs> Damn, I know this is wrong. <laughs> All right, let me go back. The protagonist in Grand Theft Auto Vice City was voiced by which famous actor? Okay. <laughs> Are these a little too hard? <laughs> yeah, really hard. I'm just taking a shot in the dark there. <laughs> All right, here's a softball. <laughs> Please. What is the name of the legendary video game designer who created the Mario franchise? Oh. I'm oh my god. <laughs> I'm just, I'm drawing a blank. There's too much pressure. <laughs> oh, I forgot to answer these. All right, let's go back. Number two. Um, well, let, let's finish this one. I got the my, original creator uh, of uh, Mario. Oh, uh, it is Mario? 
Wait, what? Who is the creator of That's Mario? That's number four. Question, Question four. number four. Oh. Who is the famous video game designer who created Mario? Oh, um, I, I couldn't think fast enough. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so question number one. Nintendo began as a company selling which products? Playing cards. The correct answer was playing cards, so you each get a point, so mark that down. One for me. I'm going to lose zero for Tanaska. One for Chase. Dr. Light is the creator of which classic video game character? Dr. Mario? I'll put Mario. Mega Man. Damn it. Mega Man. So no points for you guys. (laughs) The protagonist in Grand Theft Auto Vice City was voiced by which famous actor? I couldn't even think of one except Keanu Reeves, so uh, I didn't put anything down. Ray Liotta? The answer is Ray Liotta. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was one of those gangster guys, but I couldn't think of one. I kept thinking of Joe, Joe Pesci and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Joe Pesci would have been a better choice. But I knew it was. He had a very distinct voice. <laughs> All right. And then... Oh, yes. The famous video game designer who created Mario, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, I, I knew it. Miyamoto. All right. Point. I, I, could, I knew it started with a net. I just couldn't remember. I was, I was still points. trying to think of an actor who wasn't Keanu Reeves, and then you threw that on me. <laughs> All right. Next question. Ed Boon and John Tobias are the original designers of which renowned video game franchise? Wait. Wait, read the question again. Ed Boon and John Tobias are the original designers of which renowned video game franchise? <laughs> oh, it's backwards. Never mind. <laughs> You got anything? Um, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is correct. I knew that. I watched a little <laughs> documentary on the Great Big Stories YouTube channel about Doom. It. But no, I was like, no, it's not Doom. I'm getting my ass full. Yes, you are. <laughs> what the hell? All right, hold on. More brain busters. <laughs> I want to guys. I want to ask you guys like older questions, but all right. Here's one that you might or might not know. What is the Sega Master System called in Japan? The Sega Master System, which was basically mm. Sega's equivalent of the NES. <laughs> I'm gonna say Sega Shogun. <laughs> the Sega Mark III. Sega Mark III. I'm gonna do a little bit of better preparation next time. <laughs> All right, here's one. This one you can probably take a pretty educated guess. What is the highest grossing arcade game of all time? Mm, okay. Is it Pac-Man? Pac-Man is the correct answer. Oh, I'll put Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 is not the correct answer. (laughs) I knew it was one of those two. I've gotten five out of seven, right? Good for you. (laughs) This is good for me. What is the original name of Mario? 
The, oh, ori- the, the original name of Mario. Mario's not his original name. <laughs> I know this. Ah. Uh. It's something weird. It's is it like Plumber Man? Five, four, three, two, one. Jumpman. Jumpman is I correct. Knew it was man, <laughs> <laughs> getting right, right. Ha. Huh. Are you keeping score? So I'm not. Uh, Chase got ish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> Which video game holds the record for having the highest budget ever? I already know it. I think. I don't. Time up? Yeah. Did you write it? Or do you have it? Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto 5 is correct. Grand Theft Auto 5. How many questions is that? I don't know. That was number nine. So we got last last one and then final Jeopardy. These are all worth one point. Yeah. I'm gonna break it down next week better. I'm gonna have like different tiers, like for different point levels, but I just threw this threw this in last minute, so. What is the name? Of the hero you control in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. What, oh, I know this. What is the name of the character you control in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Could be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got? Little Chief. Little Mac. Little Mac is correct. <laughs> I spelled ah. chief wrong. Little chef. <laughs> so the score, if it is correct. <laughs> He's been keeping count. <laughs> Sean, you've got six. Chase, you've got three. I will, I will wager all three. <laughs> I'll make an inch. I'll do three also. All right, here's the final question for Final Jeopardy. What is the first home console, home console that used the CD-ROM as its primary media device or media format? What home console used the CD-ROM as its primary media format? Hmm. <laughs> Can I phone a friend? <laughs> Hint. The console was released in 1993. Oh. Dude, I... I... I think I know this, dude. I, I think I know who made it, but I don't remember what it's called. I know this isn't right, but let's see one thing I could come up with. I know it's like it's not it's not like it's something that never took it's like an obscure console. You guys have your answers? I don't have the name. Right. Isn't it the one isn't it like the console that had like those like knockoff Mario and like <laughs> <the games? laughs> 
Like, we're a link tall. <laughs> you got anything? I mean, I got a, a guess. Five, four, this isn't right. three, so. two, one. Oh, is it the Apple Pippin? <laughs> <laughs> the Apple Pippin is incorrect. <laughs> I'll put Sega Saturn. The Sega Saturn is incorrect. It is the 3DO by the 3DO company. I knew that. I knew it somewhere in my mind. I knew that. That's, that's not a, a brand new name to me. When did the Apple Pippin come out? I don't know. <laughs> you fucking know. It's a real thing. I didn't just make it up. So by that, Sean, you still came out on top. Yeah. Next week, I will have it better formatted. I'll have probably three three tiers, probably easy, medium, difficult, each one worth, in, worth a different point yeah. or a different amount. Um, <laughs> and then we'll have Final Jeopardy again. <laughs> you guys have anything? Finish no. off? Nope. Hi. Yeah. Well, guys, that is everything. Like I said, if you found it entertaining and informative, give it a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button if you would. That would definitely mean a lot. If you don't want to look at our faces, you can check us out on all the major podcast platforms. I don't want to look at his face either. That is uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, um, SoundCloud. There are some others in there that I'm forgetting, but yeah, just search the Save Point Vids podcast. Um, and then until next time, you guys stay safe. All right, go ahead. Are you peeing? I just <laughs> change your temper.